The Pleasure Project with Donna Skoglund, day 68. Today we are on tenant number six of the Pleasure Project program. We've talked about number one, know thyself, number two, mindset mastery, number three, radical self-care, number four, integrity with your word, number five, identity evolution, and today is all about environmental architecture. So about eight years ago, I read The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. And I remember just feeling really frustrated because my boys were re really young, their toys were everywhere, the house was always a mess, there was clutter, I felt like I was constantly cleaning up after everyone, I didn't feel calm and ease in my space. In fact, my space was a, a huge source of frustration for me. And the thing is, we are environmental creatures. We are extremely influenced by the space that we're in. And so many studies have proven this. They've proven how our environment affects, can impact our behavior, our mental and emotional state, and even our health. There have been studies on the concept called social contagion, which is really this idea that our behaviors are contagious. Like if we're around people with certain behaviors, we are more likely to take on those behaviors. And this has been shown with obesity, with divorce, with teenage sexual activity, so many things. So the good news is that our environment is way easier to change than our brain or our habits. It's the, the easiest lever that we can pull. And we can use our environment to help change our brain and our habits. So if you don't leverage the power of your environment, your environment will always win. And there's a famous quote that basically says, environment is stronger than willpower. And I created the three E's of behavioral change and environment is one of them. And the other two are emotions and an evolved mindset. So when I went through the Conmarie process of slowly un, like decluttering my space and tidying up and, and really figuring out like what sparked a joy, it really was life-changing. And when I went through it, I learned so much about myself because when you do this process, and maybe you're familiar with this process, basically you go through your house in categories and you start with your clothes you take all each category, so all your shirts, you take all your tops out of all the different places you have tops in, you put them kind of in one place, and then one by one, you hold each piece to your heart, to your chest, to your body, and you check in and you ask yourself, does this spark joy? And so many aspects of this process were, you know, powerful and transformative. And when you do this, you one she talks about in the book that you're putting your past in order because everything in your space is a reflection of your past so as you take a moment and you look at each thing and you connect with each thing there's a processing of the past that happens and you also really are able to see what you have held on to over the years you see how you have invested your money on the stuff you come face to face with your attachments and what you value and how you've been spending your money. And this is, it's such a great reality check of like, was, you know, what, what did I get a return on these investments? Like, was that really worth it? 
So doing that decluttering process really changed my spending habits permanently. It helped me become more organized and more importantly, it really helped me feel better in my space and feel that sense of calm and ease and peace. And I'm a pitta dosha and, and pitta's the, the organ for pitta, the sense organ is the eyes. So what we see through our eyes, what we take in through that sense organ really does affect us on many levels. So when there's stuff everywhere, when there's stuff out of place or where there's kind of disarray and chaos, our brain has to process that. We see that and there's like kind of a subconscious thought of like, that shouldn't be there. I need to deal with that. I need to put that away, which we don't even recognize, but it's all like taking up brain power. It's all like using up precious brain space on, you know, in the bigger picture, things that aren't important. So it's hugely powerful. I highly recommend everyone go through that process of actually, and I know a lot of people that have read the book that didn't actually do it. So it can take some time and it probably, to be honest, took me several years because there were parts that I went through quickly, like clothes and books. And then there, there were things that I still haven't fully done, like papers and even like digital clutter and things like that. So anything that you do, any part of that process that you do makes a huge difference. So I also, you know, in, and, you know, going through this process of my stuff, it's also helped me become much more intentional about how I spend my time and the communities I put myself in, the teachers, coaches, and mentors I surround myself with. And I've always strived to learn from the best and have always invested in my own personal growth, my education, my personal development, my skills. So when I talk about environment, I'm referring to three things. Number one, people. And these can be the people in your actual literal space, like the friends you hang out with, your peers, but it can also be the people that you learn from, the people that you listen to, the people that you follow. Number two is your actual physical surroundings, your space, your environment, your home. Number three is the input, everything that you're taking in through the five senses. What are you listening to? What are you reading, watching, observing? What are you wearing, touching, feeling? All these things are part of your environment and impact you. And there's three ways that our environment impacts us. One, in how we feel emotionally, that, you know, the, the state that we're in, the emotional state. Number two is how our space triggers our behaviors and we can use that in a way so we don't have to use as much willpower because our space prompts us, it reminds us to take certain actions. Number three is our environment can be used to reprogram our mind and actually help you become and evolve and change your self-concept. So your current environment reflects your old way of thinking. And it was created out of your past consciousness, your old beliefs and experiences that no longer fit the vision of where you want to go. So if you don't upgrade your environment, your old environment will draw you right back into your old way of thinking. So Benjamin Hardy, who talks a lot about the power of environment in his book, Willpower Doesn't Work, says that changing your environment is like immersion therapy, which I love that. It's truly how, you know, 
again, the input we're taking in through our senses, through what we're seeing in our space is like immersing ourselves in a new way of thinking. So in the Pleasure Project program, which is my brand new coaching program that launches in January, you can get on the wait list by clicking the link in the show notes. We're going to explore how to design our space to support these three areas. One, how we want to feel. Two, what we want to do, the actions we want, the habits we want to adopt. And number three, how to use our space to elevate our self-image and evolve our identity. So look at, do a little bit of, let's do a little bit of an assessment right now. Think about the people that you surround yourself with. Do they inspire and uplift you? Or do they drag you down and drain your energy? Do they hold you to a higher standard than you hold yourself? Do they support your goals or do they judge you? Do they have a positive influence on you or do they drag you back into old habits that you feel like you really want to grow out of or you wanna, you maybe are in the process of growing out of or you already have? Tony Robbins said, people's lives are a direct reflection of the expectations of their peer group. If your peer group doesn't expect much, it's just a matter of time before you lower your expectations of yourself. So, and maybe you've heard the quote, you are a product of the five people you spend the most time with. And your network actually reflects your net worth, which is another one. So take a little assessment of the people in your life. Are they supporting you? Are they helping you move in the direction that you want? Are they helping you reach your goals or not? Now look at your environment, your space. How does your space feel? When you look at the space around you, how much of that is pulling you back into the past or reminding you of where you're going, of your future? Is there anything that's a source of frustration in your environment? Things that are broken, worn out, ugly, outdated, things that don't spark joy, clothes that don't fit, clothes that you don't feel attractive in, is there clutter? Is there disorganization? Is it hard to find things? Do you not know where things go and then they kind of just stay on countertops or in piles? So again, all of this stuff matters. Now, third thing I want you to self-assess is what are you taking in? Because your input shapes your outlook. So what are you listening to? Are you, do you listen to the news? Do you listen to podcasts? And are those podcasts, do they feed you? Do they inspire you? Do they educate you? And, you know, maybe they entertain you and that's okay. Do you feel better after listening to them or worse? What about audiobooks, radio, conversations that you're having with people? Are you having conversations with people where there's just a lot of complaining? or judging, or negativity, doom and gloom? What about, what are you reading? What kind of books do you read? What kind of blogs do you browse? Social media posts? What's on your feed? What conversations are you engaging in, whether that is, you know, you're taking part or you're just obser observing? What are you watching? Videos, TV shows, movies? So these are the things that shape your thoughts, which create your reality. And 
you want to examine everything in your environment and ask yourself, does this reflect who I'm becoming, who I want to be? And if I were this person, if I was already my future self, would this be here? So when you do this, when you really are intentional with your space, your environment in all these different ways, it's so much easier to take the actions that will move you towards your goals. Willpower becomes unnecessary and your space becomes a source of support and inspiration and a reminder of who you wanna be and where you're going. And we need, we need that. We need to have those reminders. We need to expose ourselves with that kind of input intentionally because our brain just tends to default to past fo focused thinking. So we need things that keep us focused. And, you know, again, because it takes a little bit more effort to keep, fo stay focused on something that doesn't already exist versus keep repeating the past and recycling old thoughts, behaviors, and results. So this is powerful work, transformative work, and we're going to go deeply into it in the Pleasure Project program. So if you know you your space could use some cleaning up, some tidying up, some organization, or even just an up-leveling, and you really want to learn how to use your space in a way that supports you, get on the wait list, click the link, put your name in, and you will be the first to be notified when the doors open. We will go into the next piece in tomorrow's podcast. So I will talk to you then.